0: that I am podcast special edition. I am becoming her challenge. We even as I said already (laughs) leading on tonight, our six week challenge. We have completed the workbook and just like that, she became, that is my workbook, my very first workbook that the Lord had empowered me to publish, had empowered me to write and to share and to pour into each and every one of you. And so I pray that it has been a blessing to you. I mean, the testimonials have definitely been coming in of how it has been life-changing, how it has been inspiring, how it has been encouraging. So I thank you all so much for that because even though you say, it has been encouraging you for me to hear that it has been encouraging you Encourages me, amen. There is purpose for each and every one of us, and it's up to us to discover that. It's up to us to embrace it. It's up to us to walk in it. Even as I said before, many of you that have been on my podcast, you can receive a word from the Lord all day long, but it is up to you to walk that thing out. You've got to make a conscious decision to walk that thing out. Our becoming is a continual journey, and it's not a final destination, right? It's not a final destination. You never like arrive, so to speak, because once you arrive on that level, there is something else that you have to push for. There is something else greater that God is calling you to. So it is a journey. It is ongoing. It is continuous. And guess what? While you're on the path of becoming, it's okay to stop and make a pit stop and celebrate your successes. You should be able to stop and celebrate your successes, celebrate what you have completed celebrate what you have become who you have evolved into it is okay to celebrate that but even in your celebrating don't get stuck on that right we don't want to get stuck on our past victory victories or Past celebrations where we can't continue to reach for what God has for us next, right? It's okay to celebrate, but I want you to continue to push and to continue to press to be all that God has called for you to be, even the more. This workbook will help you to identify all of that. It will help you to identify your purpose. It will help to give you aim, focus, and direction in your life. We have so many people, and I was one of those people where I was walking around aimlessly with no focus, with no direction, right? You know, didn't really know what my purpose was, but the point of this workbook, if you really put in it what you need to, you will get out of it what you need to make you a better person, to make you more purposeful and intentional in person. Pursuing your purpose, right? When you know your purpose, you can live a more meaningful life, a more fulfilled life when you know your purpose. All right, so that is my introduction. I had to give you my spiel on the workbook. Go get it. If you do not have it, go get it. You all know how we do. Get your blanket, get your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, your notebooks, and your pens. We are going to take some notes on tonight. I am going to pour out unto you the wisdom that God has given me to share, and I pray that it will bless you in a special way. And so on tonight, Tonight, we are going to be covering the last two topics that we had given uh, for the workbook, the guide that we had given the schedule. These are the last two sections. And so we are going to be covering tonight uh, tribe of support and strength for the journey. Tribe of support and strength for the journey. And I think everybody that's on here is a part of the community. And so the I am community, it's something that I started really only specifically for the challenge. I think I'm going to dissolve it after the challenge. I'm really praying to God for direction if I should or if I should keep it. Um, But it was really designed specifically for the challenge, right, so that I can put the content out there that's conducive and that supports every week's topic. And so every week we've had a specific topic. And in the community, I've been very strategic in putting that content in the community that week to keep you on focus, to keep you on track, to encourage you, right, to get it in your spirit. And so uh, the last week we talked about tribe of support and identifying what your tribe who your tribe was and who's a part of your tribe. And then also, I think it was the week before last and then last week was strength for the journey and so i have a question for you all on tonight how many of you have a solid tribe i want you to begin to put that in the comment section how many of you don't be ashamed if you feel like you don't have that you know if you don't have that i pray that the lord would lead you to have that lead you to the right people lead you to surround yourself with the right people to connect with the right people but how many of us feel like we have a solid tribe right a tribe of support those that are there and they mean us well they are there to push us right those that are what what the scripture talks about iron sharpens iron those people that help to bring the best out of you how many of you feel like you have that you have to take inventory right You have to take inventory. You can't just assume that the people around you serve the purpose that they should be serving. You have to take inventory for yourself and you have to ask yourself the question, what purpose are they serving in my life? And then I don't want us to just be leeches. I want you to also ask yourself the question, what purpose am I serving in their life, right? What what assignment do I have in their life? And what is their assignment to me? And no, I'm not saying that we are a project and we are a mess. But the truth of the matter is, is that all of us need somebody. We need somebody around us, right? That can help push us, that can help cultivate us, that can help encourage us, that can help remind us of who we are when we forget those people that don't have ulterior motives, you know, that don't have any ill will towards you, at least not that you know, um, but but those type of people that have pure motives and they want to see you win genuinely. We see these statuses all day long, you know, about having the people around you that want to see you win, the people that are genuinely there to push you and that can celebrate you and you can celebrate each other. And I see you all putting it in the comment section. Some of you are putting that you do have that tribe, that your tribe is under construction, uh, that you, you have those people around you. So that, that's great. But here's the thing, for those of you that do not feel like you have that, what you should not do and what I do not suggest is to surround yourself with people just for the sake of having people around you. Don't do it. Don't surround yourself with people just for the sake of having people around you. I would rather have two quarters than a have 10 pennies. We posted that in the uh, community. I don't know if you all uh, remember it. It probably wasn't that to the exact word, but you understand what I'm saying. I would rather have quality over quantity any day. I would rather have quality over quantity any day. Right? Those people that I know that I never have to question their loyalty, right? Those people that I know have my back, you know, when I'm right and when I'm wrong, because you don't need people with you only when you're right. Now, they should be able to tell you when you are wrong and you should be able to receive it and accept it and make the necessary changes and adjustments to make you better ultimately, right? But you need people that can be with you when you are right and when you are wrong and that can pray you through that can pray you through when you feel like you don't have the strength to do it for yourself. Because on this journey of becoming this thing called life, right, we need those people there. And and guess what? I love my husband, but you need that girlfriend there that can relate to you because my husband, Husband doesn't understand everything that I'm telling him yes he's there to support you know yes he's there to listen I don't discount anything as it relates to my husband but I'm not going to sit here and say that you should not have friends you should have female friends that can be there for you that can identify with you that can help push you that can help encourage you right you do need to have that and so those of you that get married and you feel like you don't need that anymore and maybe you need to revamp it maybe the people that are there can't accept you on the level that you are you know and your prayer is that God would connect you with the right people, you know, but they all serve a purpose. but you want to make sure, that even in that you are not just surrounding yourself with anybody just to say that somebody is there, right? Sometimes the loneliest person is the one that has so many people around them and those so many people around them to the point where they have those people there because they don't really wanna deal with themselves being alone. Sometimes those people are the ones that don't even like themselves. And so don't think because you see somebody with a whole crowd of people around them that they pop in and they got it, right? If they do, praise the Lord. Now, I'm not saying that in every case, that that is the case. But you know, for the most part, sometimes when you see those people, it's because they're lonely. You can be in a room full of people, we've heard this before, and still be lonely, right? Don't be that person where you're just surrounding yourself with people just to have those people around you. I was there, I was there, right? I'm going to give you all uh, an example of how I was there for my wedding. And I'm getting a little off focus. But for my wedding, I had about 20 people in my wedding, (laughs) 20 people, you know, and I think I was just at a stage where I didn't really know I didn't really take the time to take inventory to say, is this person that special enough to me to be in my wedding but i surrounded myself you know with a lot of people because i went through a season where i felt lonely you know but i had to begin to take inventory and it's not to discount those people right but i had to take inventory to see who deserved to be in that space because everybody doesn't deserve to be in your inner circle Everybody cannot handle being in your inner circle. Everybody cannot handle you on your next level. They just cannot, you know, and and trials and tribulations will begin to show you that as you begin to go through things, as you begin to elevate in life, it will begin to show you that. It will begin to show you, who is really with you and who's not. And sometimes it can be a harsh reality, it can be a harsh truth, but I want you to identify your tribe, right? Identify your tribe, identify why those people are there. Can I tell you something? How far you go in life has a lot to do with who you are trying to take with you. That's in my workbook. That's one of the quotes I have in the workbook for those of you that have completed that section. How far you go in life has a lot to do with who you are trying to take with you. And then this is something that I found out as I was preparing for tonight. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And that's a quote from Jim Rome. That's not my words. I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and act like it is. That is from Jim Rome. I don't mind giving credit to whom credit is due, but you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. That is powerful. Who are you spending all of your time with or the majority of your time with, right? And are their characteristics exuding through you? It says you're the average. Of the five people that you spend the most time with. That's why you've got to be very strategic with who you spend your time with, because it does have, have an effect on you, whether we want to believe it or recognize it or not. And I've seen that. And I've been there where you're wondering why you're acting this way or why are you seeing things from this way, you know, and it's because it's it's been impressed upon you because of who you've been around with. <laughs> What what's the saying the birds of a feather block together, (laughs) you know, and a lot of us, we don't want to accept that. But sometimes when you are within a crowd, whether you are like them or doing what they're doing, sometimes you will be identified with them. Don't allow your good to be evil spoken of. And so just be careful with who you have around you, because even as this, it, it really was an eye opener to me. It makes you more strategic with who you have close to you. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Ask yourself the question, do the people around you add value to you, right? Is there value added? Is there value added with the people that you have surrounding you? You, sometimes we don't wanna know the truth. And so we don't wanna ask ourselves this question, but you need to be honest with yourself so that you can know, know those that labor among you. You've got to know the character of the people that you keep around you. So you've got to be able to take inventory and be honest with yourself. Do these people add to me or do they only take from me? What purpose do they serve in my life? Your circle affects the way you think and you feel about yourself. Yes, it does. The circle around you affects the way you think and the way that you feel about yourself. How they think and feel about you eventually influences the way that you think and feel about yourself. Do I have any witnesses in the comment section that can say that? You were around some people and the way that they felt and thought about you, you were around them enough, you started to believe it for yourself, right? It's words, it's the words that you hear. So it's building something up in you, whether it's good or whether it's bad, right? It can work for the positive or it can work for the negative. They can help build you up or they can tear you down. You can build them up or you can tear them down. We have to be careful of the company that we keep. We gotta be careful of the company that we keep, right? And the people that you keep around you, that's a part of your circle in your tribe, they must be able to see beyond where you are now. They've got to be able to see you beyond where you are now, because where I am now is not where I'm going to forever be, right? And I need you to be conducive to where God is taking me. You know, I if you're going to be in my circle, I need you to be able to handle my next. And sometimes some people are only in your life for a season, Right. Some friends are seasonal. Some friends, I will say, will last forever. But there are some that are seasonal. They helped you to get to a certain place and they're not meant to go to the next level with you. But you've got to take that inventory. You've got to pray to God. You've got to know for yourself. Self, Stop allowing people to take residence in your life for longer than they need to. Stop it. So we have to make sure that we are looking at this. And that's why the Lord put it upon me to put that in the workbook. You've got to know who you have around you, right? It's important to know that God created you to connect. He created you to connect, you know, so you're not designed. We're not designed to be on an Island all by ourselves. If I can be honest, (laughs) I'm more of an introvert. I'm a trained extrovert. I heard somebody say that and it and it definitely describes me. I'm a trained extrovert. Not to say that I don't like to be around people because I do, but if I had my choice, I don't mind being by myself. It doesn't bother me to be by myself, you know? And so, but God, I had to learn that God did not create me to be on an island all by myself. There are divine connections that I must be able to identify because your divine connections have a destiny assignment attached to them. Your divine connections have a destiny assignment attached to them. You know, some of the people that are in your life, the people that should be in your life, they have an assignment to help get you to your destiny. They have an assignment to help get you to your purpose, right? They have an assignment in your life and so do you have in theirs, but it's up to you, even as I said, to understand what that is. Moses had Joshua, Jonathan had David, Elijah had Elisha, Paul had Timothy and Ruth had Naomi. These type of relationships for the most part were like mentorship, but they were there to help support one another, to help push one another, right? And so they, they knew the purpose that they serve. And some of you have the wrong people around you that's been occupying space for too long and you can't allow the, the true covenant person that's supposed to be there can't come because you have the wrong people that are there. And no, I'm not saying Go, go home and cut off all your friends, right? I'm not saying do that because some of them should be there. But let's just be honest. Sometimes we allow people to stay in our lives far longer than they should because of comfortability. Because we've gotten comfortable with them or because we're afraid to have that hard conversation with them. Hard conversations are necessary for healthy relationships. Hard conversations are necessary for healthy relationships right you've got to be able to have those hard conversations you know and the people before I get done with this section because I only want to be on here for 45 minutes to an hour it is a Friday night you know before I get to the the strength for your journey but you have to be able to have those hard conversations and those people that are around you that are a part of your tribe of support, they should be able to see the bigger picture. They should be able to see you even as I said, beyond where you are. Think about the friends that you have, you know, that are close to you. Are you able to see the bigger picture, right? There may be some character flaws that you notice in them, but but are you able to see them even beyond that, right? Are they able to lift up your arms when your arms are heavy? Are they able to lift them up when you feel weak? I heard um, this one lady say, and I've shared this before, but it blessed me so much. And so I want to share it just in case somebody has not heard it before. But we should have ones, twos, and threes in our life. And actually, one of my mentors from afar, um, I was at a conference and she ministered this to me. And it was so enlightening. Her name is uh, Ivy McGregor, uh, Dr. Ivy McGregor. And so she said, you should have ones, twos, and threes in your life. Right. Wands are the people that mentor you. Those are the people that you look up to, whether it's from near or from far from far people that you may never meet, you know, or it could be someone in your local church or it could be, you know, to anybody you know, that you look up to that's pouring into you. Some of them know they're pouring into you and some of them may not. They may not know you personally, but those are the ones. And then we have the twos in our life which are on the same level as us. That's just our regular girlfriends, right? That we go out with and we encourage one another and we push one another, we help one another, but we're on the same playing field, right? And then there are threes where there's people that we pour into, We all have a level of influence. Every single person that has breath in their body, everybody has a level of influence. And so the people, the three people, are the ones that you are pouring into. Each one of these people serve a purpose. But what she said, which was so eye-opening for me, is that we are too heavy. Most of us are too Heavy, where we have too many twos that are on the meaning, those are the people that are on the same level as us. And but we don't have enough of the people that are pouring into us that are mentors to us, or then also on the flip side that we are pouring into because we've become too comfortable and too complacent. You know, so make sure you have that healthy balance where you have that mentor, you have those healthy friendships, you know, and then you also have people that you are pouring into. You also have people that you're pouring into. And so even as the workbook calls for, I just want to remind somebody to take some time and to write a letter to your tribe. Write a letter to tell them thank you. Thank you goes a long way. Thank you goes a long way. You would be surprised how blessed the people in your tribe would be if you wrote them a letter. I'm not saying just say thank you, but if you, you wrote them a personal letter because what that says to me is that you put thought in it, right? We need to thank the people that help us. You know, thank the people that help push us. Thank the people that remind us of who we are when we forget, that help encourage us, that help to sharpen us. And so in the book, there is a section that prompts you to write that letter to someone that's in your tribe, or maybe you wanna write it to everybody in your tribe just to say thank you. Can we do that? All right, so I want you all to complete that section when you get a chance, but we are going to jump right into strength for the journey. We need strength for the journey on this journey of becoming. We need the strength of God, right? We need the strength of God. We cannot do this in and of our own self. We cannot become all that we need to become in our own strength, right? But you must first be able to accept and recognize your weaknesses. You've gotta accept and recognize when you are weak and where you are weak so that you can know that you you, gotta rely on the strength of God you it's okay to say I need help to ask God for help to ask him for his strength to pray to him for his strength and he strength and he will endow you with his strength but we've got to be able to recognize and know that we need the strength of God we cannot do it on our own and so there are a few things That will help, that will deplete our strength, right? There are a few things that will deplete our strength on this journey of becoming. You know, think things that while we're on this journey and we're living this life, and sometimes it will cause the strength to be sapped right out of us where we feel like we can't make it anymore or we feel like we don't want to, you know, and one of those things is self doubt. Self doubt becoming something you've never been before, you've got to be willing to do something you've never done before. And when you do something that you've never done before, sometimes you doubt yourself. Because <laughs> so, you don't know how it's going to turn out. You don't know if you are going to fall on your face, right? Yes. And yes, God is with you, you know, but you don't really know if we could be honest, we don't really know. And sometimes when we talk about that self doubt, sometimes most of the time it speaks to your faith level, even in God. And, and I talked about this on one of the videos, but it really speaks to your faith. You know, if God is telling you to start the business and you're having that doubt because it's something that you've never done before and you can't necessarily predict the outcome, you can't necessarily predict what the income is going to be, right? And then that doubt rises up <laughs> because you, you don't really know, you know, but, but God is telling you to go. God is telling you to do it. God is telling you to jump you know, in whatever the case may be. You know, I can think about even me stepping into the leadership role in nursing. I didn't know everything that came along with it. And I had those questions where I doubted myself. Did I have what it took? Do I have what it takes? And we we ask ourselves those questions. And no, without God, you don't. Because we need The strength of God. Yes, he's given us everything we need, you know, to to reach our destiny, to work in our purpose, but in him giving us everything, we've got to recognize that we need his strength. We need his strength. And even in becoming and on this journey, we've got to be patient. We live in a microwave society where we want everything just like that. I didn't get the prophecy. They didn't say that, you know, I'm going to go back to school and I'm, I'm going to graduate with my master's. I'm going to get this job. I'm going to make this amount of money. I'm going to start this business. And we don't have the patience. We've got to be patient when we are becoming something that we've never become before. <laughs> when we're trying to reach a place that we've never reached before, we've got to be patient you know so we've got to run this race with patience somebody type in the comment section lord give me patience lord help me to be patient help me to be patient the next thing i want to talk about um doubt and when you have doubt it begins to lead to discouragement it begins to lead to this and all of this it saps your strength from you everyone That's on here and even those that will come back and listen we've all been there where we have been discouraged. We've been discouraged and then can I tell you something, even the people that we look to be there, you know, on this journey that we look that we think should be there to help push us and even some of our friends and mentors and when they're not there, we get discouraged. We get discouraged, but sometimes that is strategic of God so that you can see that you shouldn't be relying and depending upon nobody but God. That you should be relying and depending on, no. yeah, it's good if they're there, but even if they're not there, I'm still going to continue on my journey. I'm still going to press. I'm still going to push, right? As long as I have God, I have everything that I need, but if they're there, that's good. But you should never get in a place where you're handicapped because a certain person is not there, right? That's too much power. That's too much control over your life. But if we could be honest, sometimes it will discourage you. And sometimes it will feel like it's sapping the strength out of you. David was discouraged because Saul was after him, right? Right? Saul was after him because he knew that David was anointed king. And so he was after him because of jealousy amongst other things, you know, and David went to the cave and he hid for years because he was trying to hide, you know, from Saul. Can you imagine the discouragement that he felt during this time? you know, but even beyond that, after he had his moment, have your moment, you know, but you've got to get up from that place. You've got to receive the strength of God and you've got to keep on going. You've got to get up. You've got to receive the strength from God and you got to keep on going, keep on going. And then another thing is we get tired and weary on this journey. And I want to encourage somebody and let you know that in your becoming, all that you are sacrificing, all that you are doing, you know, and believing in what God has told you, you know, sometimes you may feel like you're just jumping out on a limb and you are, you're jumping out on faith, you know, but it is not in vain. It's not in vain. Your faith is not in vain. Your living is not in vain. Your sacrifice, your process is not in vain. God cares what you're going through. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. You know, but we've got to know that there is an end to this thing, that it is not in vain. There is a reward, right? There is a reward. You know, those that suffer with Christ shall reign with him. So there is a reward. And all that you're going through on this journey of becoming the things that you have to let go of, you know, on this journey of becoming, it's not in vain, you know, and God sees all and he knows all. He knows all. And so I want to encourage somebody that's listening. Don't be weary in your well doing. Do not, because you will reap if you faint not. And I know we've heard it time and time again, but even as I've said before, I want you to hear it like it's your first time hearing it. Some of us are weary. Some of us are tired, you know, but but you won't be able to see the reaping. You won't be able to reap if you faint. So you've got to keep on pressing. You've got to keep on pushing. You know, you've got to keep on going after God and going after purpose and destiny with everything that is within you, everything that is within you. Uh, Scripture Ecclesiastes 9 and 11 says, the race is not given to the swift nor the battle to the strong, but to those that are willing to endure. That word endure sticks out to me, right? It sticks out to me. Don't, I mean, even as the scripture says, it's not given to the swift or the strong, right? You can be fast, you can be strong, but can you endure? Can you endure? And what that means is, do you have staying power? We've got to get our endurance up, right? We've got to get our endurance up. We've got to get some staying power. We can't just give up so easily because things are not going the way that we think that they should go. We got to have some persistence in this walk of becoming. We got to have some persistence on our journey of becoming. No, everything's not going to go the way that I plan for them to go. We've talked about the Lord putting detours on your road, on your track, right? And so that's not the way you originally planned for it to go go but you gotta have some staying power when you get discouraged when you don't want to do it anymore you've got to have some staying power and say that this is more than my emotions this is more than how i feel it's bigger than that it's bigger than that right and so we've got to have staying power somebody type that in the comment section lord give me staying power Give me staying power, Lord. Don't allow me to give up so easily. Don't allow me to give up at all, but give me endurance. Give me that staying power, that persistence, right? We've got to have staying power. And even in this, even as I was praying and we put this in the community, he is giving you strength to finish it, right? He's There's so many of us that's on this live where we've started some things and we did not finish it. We gave up on it. We started it. It didn't go the way we wanted it to go and we gave up on it. We didn't see that thing all the way through as God wanted us to. But but God is saying for some of you, you need to go back to some of the things that you let go of, some of the things that you dropped, some of the things that you put on the back burner, right? And we need to finish that thing. He has anointed you to finish it. And many times as I'm almost nearing my end, The reason we don't have the strength that we need on this journey of becoming is because we lack prayer and fasting. We lack a real, genuine, authentic relationship with God. Beyond religion, beyond going to church and fellowshipping with the saints, what are you doing when you're alone? What did you do this morning when you woke up? Did you pray? Did you pray when you woke up or did you wake up late and you didn't have time? You know, okay, so I'm going to give you today. What did you do yesterday when you woke up or the day before? When you, How did you start your day? Did you start it in prayer? Did you end it in prayer? Midday, did you have isolated time with God? That is the only way that you are going to find the strength that you need for this journey. You are not going to have it any other way. On this journey, this portion is not optional, but it's a priority, it is your. And listen, it's not too late to say i messed up, but I want to turn over a new leaf on tomorrow. You know, I want to get up. I want to spend time in prayer, even if it, I'm not saying that you got to be a prayer warrior where well, you got to be in prayer for 30 minutes. You know, maybe you allot five minutes to say your prayer, you know, and to really go to God, you know for yourself in prayer and you read your devotional, whatever the case may be, it's yours. Nobody can judge that. God knows your heart, you know? But we have to make sure that we are being intentional about that. Be intentional about your relationship with Jesus Christ. And so many times we lack the strength that we need for the journey because we are not praying. We're not praying. We're not turning over our plate. We're not being disciplined. We're not spending time in his word and in his presence, you know, and, and and that's if you've been saved for two minutes or you've been saved for 30 years, we should all be doing that, right? We should all be dedicating that time. And so a couple of more verses I want to give you that are for um, this final week before we close out. Is Isaiah 41 and 19, these are all in the book and cultivating a relationship with Jesus Christ and the portion of that that's saying strength for the journey. Uh, Well, it's strength. Uh, So Isaiah 41 and 19 says, fear not for I am with thee. Be not dismayed for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yay. I will help thee, Yea, I will hold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. We are going to go through some things, but we must be rest assured that the battle is not ours, but it's the Lord's and that he is with us, right? And with him being with us, we've already won. We've already won with with the Lord being with us, but we've got to know that he is with us. It's saying here that he, he will uphold us. Right. He will uphold when we're weak and we can't stand on our own two feet. We've all been there Well, we just felt like we had nothing else left to give. God, I can't take no more. But God is saying I'm there. I was there all the time. I was there all the time. I will never leave you nor forsake you. But he's saying here that I will strengthen thee and I will uphold thee. How many of you need the Lord to uphold you? I don't know about you, but I need God to uphold me. I need him to uphold me with his right hand of righteousness and he's there to do it. But we've got to recognize that we need the strength of God. We cannot do it by ourselves. We can't. We can't. He's not expecting us to fix the problems, right? He's not expecting us to figure out this way to become and look at all these people and say, This is what I want to no. know. Give it to Him. Seek Him. He already knows who you are, right? He knitted you together. He already knows. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. So he already knows, but we have to allow him, you know, to step in and to take control. He's not expecting us, even as I said, to fix the problems that we have in our lives. We've got to know that this battle is not mine. I don't care what you're going through, the battle, you know, of discouragement, the battle, let's just think about this, this journey of becoming, the battle of feeling insufficient right? Inadequate, unworthy, right? When we count ourselves out and God has already counted us in flaws and all he's already counted us in, but we have to know uh, that, that it, it, it's not our battle to fight. And we have to trust God. We have to believe what God says about us. The next scripture that I have for this week is Deuteronomy 31 and six. It says, be strong and of good courage Fear not, nor be afraid of them, for the Lord thy God, it is he that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. We've got to let God be God. Plain and simple. We've got to let God be God, and we've got to stop trying to figure it out on ourselves and trying to play God ourselves, trying to come up with a solution. We've got to let God be God. He said it in the scripture that he will not leave us, right? He will not fail us or forsake us. He is there, but we've got to let him be God. We've got to let him be ruler and controller of our lives. We've got to allow him to be ruler and controller. Stop trying to handle everything on your own. You gotta know that you need the strength of God and allow him to be God. Isaiah 40 and 29, which is the last scripture for um, this section here. It says, he giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases strength. To him that has no might, he increases strength. We must know where our help comes from. We must know that our help comes from the Lord. Everything we need, we can find it in him. We can find it in his word. He is Yahweh. I am that I am. Whatever you need, you can find it in God. And then the last thing I want to leave you with, and this, you know, even as I was preparing, I really felt the leading of the Holy Spirit, and I want to share with you all on tonight. It's important for you to know that you are anointed to become. You're anointed to become. You have been graced to become. You have been anointed to deal with anything that comes your way on this journey of becoming. Despite your encouragement, your discouragement, despite the doubt that you may feel, despite the weariness and the tiredness that you feel in your body, right? You are anointed to become. God's hand is upon you and he has graced you to become. Somebody type that in the comment section. I am anointed to become. I am anointed, right? You are anointed to finish this thing. Right? The power and the enablement of God is with you. What anointed means is the chosen one. You've been chosen. You've been chosen to do what God has called you to do. Can't nobody do it the way that you do it. God has anointed you to do what he's called you to do, to be the mother that you are, to be the wife that you are, to be the leader that you are, to be whatever it is that you are on your job, in your home. God has anointed you to be that, right? He's given you the enablement to do that. Right. And to complete that thing and to do it well, not just to do it and to do it halfway, but to do it well and to God does all things well. You have been anointed to do it and to do it well. I have been anointed to do it and to do it well. Right. He has anointed you. And when we look at the word anointing, it takes you beyond your natural abilities and your talents of what you can do. It takes you beyond your natural abilities and talents that you are able to do in your own strength. It takes you where you could not have gone on your own. You could not have done this. Have you ever looked back over your life and wondered how did I make it through that, right? How did I make it through? I thought I was going to die right where I was. I was there. And I, I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded because I wonder, how did I make it through that? I don't know. I don't know. But it was the enablement of God. It was the power of God. He anointed you to get through that season of your life. Yeah, it may have been the worst season of your life. Yeah, you may have thought that you were going to be taken out, but he anointed you to get through that season so that you can become all that he has ordained for you to become. And so the anointing, it takes you where you could not have gone on your own. (laughs) That is encouragement to me because you cannot do everything in and of your own strength. People ask me all the time, how do you do it? How are you a mother? You're a wife. You're a manager on your job. You're leading in the church. You have this, you have that. How do you do it? I do it because I've been anointed to do it. I've been graced to do it. God has given me the enablement to do it. He has empowered me to do it. God is with me. God is with me. And I have to remind myself that when I get discouraged, because I'm human, But when i get discouraged god is with me he will strengthen me he will uphold me with his right hand he will never leave me nor forsake me you gotta quote the word of god to yourself you gotta be like david and encourage yourself and so (laughs) it's the power of god the anointing is what we're talking about it's the power of god placed on you by the spirit of god when the power of god is placed on you by the spirit of god You are given the strength or the enablement to do what you would not have normally been able to do in and of your own strength without it, right? A necessary ingredient for the anointing to be activated is faith. You've got to have faith. In order to fully function under the anointing of God to become all that he has created you to be, you've got to have faith. And not only that, you have to connect to the power source. And even as I said, the power source is your relationship with God. You gotta connect to him. You've got to connect with him consistently so that he can give you the power so that he can give you the strength become all that he has created for you to become you've been anointed to become you've been anointed to complete the assignment to start the business you've been anointed to finish school you've been anointed to preach you've been anointed to pray to prophesy to lead and to serve whatever it is that that speaks to you in your life where you are now you've got to know that you've been anointed you know you've got to know that the hand of god Is on you. Can't nobody else can can believe it for you. You've got to believe it and know it for yourself. Last thing I want to give you, and we're getting off of here. Many of us have not had the strength that we need on this journey because we have not fully trusted God and obeyed Him. (laughs) Speak to your faith and your obedience. We've been hearing you know what what we should be doing and even throughout the challenge we've been writing things down and you know we planned it all out and we've said that this is what we're going to do next month and next month comes and we don't do what we should do how we should do it you know maybe because you don't have the faith or maybe you feel like you don't have the strength or the wherewithal but many times we don't have the strength to complete the journey that God has put us on. And I don't even like the word complete, but to continue this journey is because we have not fully trusted him and we have not fully obeyed him. I want you to think now, I want this to be a self-reflective moment. What has God told you to do in this season that you have not done? You don't have to share it, but what has God told you to do in this season that you have not done? What has God told you to let go of or to lay down that you have not done? Think about it because he wants our obedience, right? Obedience is better than sacrifice. So you're sacrificing all these things, but are you obedient? Are you being obedient to the voice of God, to the instructions of God, right? And so that's what he ministered to me. My people need to fully trust me and obey me. Take him at his word. Take him at his word. He is a man of his word. If he said it, he will do it. It will come to pass. He puts his word above his name. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall stand forever. Take him at his word. What does his word say, right? Trust him and obey him. Believe him again. Right. And we say this all the time and it's so true. Believe him for the hard thing. But we've got to do the hard thing and trust him because sometimes it's hard for us to trust. It's hard if we could be honest for us to trust, you know, for something to happen that we've never seen happen before in our life. It's easy for us to trust God for other people. But I want you to put in the comment section. I'm trusting God for myself trust him for yourself and see what he does because when you really trust him you'll take those necessary steps you may know point a but you don't see point b but i'm willing to step out because if i step out on point a he'll give me point b but you've got to be willing to trust god put it in the comment section i am trusting god for myself then i want you to take away from this write down What you're willing to let go of so that you can embrace all that God has for you to become. What do you need to let go of? What's that one thing that that you wanna hold dear to yourself and you don't wanna let it go, but God is saying, "I I need this too. I need this too because I need to be first. What is that one thing? You don't have to put that down, but I want you to really think about that. What is it complacency? What is that one thing? Is it fear? Is it people pleasing? Is it that boo? Is it that friend that you know ain't a friend? What is that one thing that you need to put down in order for you to fully embrace embrace all that God has called you to become? What is it? What is it? We find strength When we trust and when we obey God, right? You must throw your entire self at it. On this journey of becoming, you must throw your entire self at becoming. Give it your all. Give it your all. Don't just do it halfway. Give it your all. You've got to trust him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your heart and mind and lean not to your own understanding. You've got to trust him with everything that you got, everything that you got. But I wanna declare on tonight as we begin to end that that even as we've come to the end of this challenge, it is not the end of your journey of becoming, nope. It was just a boost to help get you on the right track. That's all this was. It was a boost to help get you on the right track. It was an, an investment in you to help you to become. And I decree and declare that as you have completed this challenge, you're going to begin to get your strength back, right? Because in this book is wrapped up where you can begin to cultivate your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's where we find our strength. You're going to begin to get your strength back. You're going to begin to get your fire and your passion back. Some of you were once on fire, you know, on this journey, you know, and, and accomplishing your goals and whatever the case may be, but you lost it but you're going to begin to get your fire and your passion back. You're going to begin to get your focus back. You're going to get your anointing back, your courage back. You're going to begin to get your faith back, right? Take your faith back. Take it back because you need it for this journey. You need it. And and it's important for you to know that you can take it back. You can pull it back. And so I encourage you, I am done. I encourage you, if you have not completed the sections of this workbook, they are very strategic in your journey of becoming. They are very strategic to help push you, to help press you. You know, in in pressing, there is pressure, which helps to pull the best out of you. It'll help you to ask yourself the hard questions, things that you didn't even think to ask yourself, right? And so I want you to really take advantage of that. We got some new workbooks in. I want you to, if you haven't gotten yours to order it, make that investment in yourself. Make that investment in yourself. I pray that you all were blessed on tonight. I pray that you have been encouraged. I pray that a fire has been lit under you so that you can continue on this journey. Even as I said, this was a challenge, but it does not end here. It does not end here. Thank you all so much for your time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining the special edition of the All That I Am podcast, which is the conclusion of the I Am Becoming Her Challenge. This is the conclusion. Thank you to all of you that have stuck it out with us from the beginning to the end. And I pray that it has been a blessing to you. I pray that it has been transformational in your life. I do want you to know that we are taking a break for the month of June and the beginning of July to recuperate, right? We all need to take a break. We all need to have self time and some me time so that you can recuperate. But I am taking a break for the month of June and the beginning of July so that I can recuperate, so that I can be refreshed, I can be renewed, I can be restored so that I can receive the download from God for the next season of the All That I Am podcast because we're coming back with a bang for season three. We, I hope y'all are ready. After this break, we are coming back with a bang for the All That I Am podcast. We have so many great things in store, so many things planned to release to each and every one of you. Thank you all for sticking it out with us. Also, even as I have been promoting my workbook, go to my site and order it. If you have not, order it for a friend, order it for somebody that is in your tribe of support. They need it too. You can go to imvivj.com. You will not regret it. Make that investment in yourself. But until next time, remember, we are intentional women, intentionally walking in purpose and intentionally becoming all God predestined for us to become. I love you all. And I will see you next time. God bless.